all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. Good morning. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Assistant Professor of Nursing and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today, we're talking all about fad diets, what they are, why they might not be the answer to your long-term weight loss goals. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or shoot us an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. The accused gunman in the Fort Lauderdale International Airport shooting rampage has made his federal court appearance. NPR's Greg Allen is at the courthouse where Esteban Santiago faced charges in the deaths of five people and the wounding of 11 others. Esteban Santiago was escorted into court, shackled and wearing a red jumpsuit. The judge questioned him about his finances and appointed a public defender to represent him. The judge told Santiago he's facing three charges, two of which carry a potential death penalty. When asked if he understood all of this, Santiago replied, yes. His detention hearing will be held next week. Greg Allen reporting. Law enforcement in Orlando, Florida, grieving two losses today. Police Chief John Mina has announced that an officer shot by a 41-year-old suspect passed away today. Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton, a 17-year veteran of the Orlando Police Department, lost her life today at approximately 0740 hours, 740 a.m. Also announced today, an Orange County deputy sheriff was killed in a motorcycle crash while searching for the suspect in Master Sergeant Clayton's death. Where Keith Lloyd has eluded capture for days. As a result, officials have placed 17 schools on lockdown. The Kremlin is shrugging off the report by U.S. intelligence agencies naming Russian President Vladimir Putin as having personally ordered a cyber attack to sway the November presidential election. NPR's Lucy and Kim is in Moscow, where Putin's spokesman said the Kremlin is hoping for a different tone once Donald Trump enters the White House. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov categorically rejected the charges in the report, saying they were groundless and unprofessional. This publication didn't add anything of substance to comment on, Peskov told journalists in Moscow. He said the report was written in a, quote, emotional way, not appropriate for high-class intelligence services. Peskov said Russia was a target of a witch hunt and expressed the hope that, quote, more sober heads would seek dialogue with Russia after Trump's inauguration. Lucien Kim, NPR News, Moscow. An aging nuclear power plant just north of New York City will close within four years. NPR's Joel Rose reports that's under a deal announced by New York state officials today. 
New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been trying for years to close the Indian Point nuclear plant because of safety concerns. The plant is located on the Hudson River about 30 miles north of New York City. More than 17 million people live within 50 miles. Now Cuomo is announcing a deal with the plant's owner, Entergy, to shut down both reactors by 2021. It's not exactly clear how the state will make up for the loss of electrical generation once Indian Point closes. Entergy says the plant produces about a quarter of the power used in New York City and Westchester County. Joel Rose, NPR News, New York. At the last glance on Wall Street, the Dow was down 46 points at 19,917. You're listening to NPR News. The prosecution has concluded its case today in the sentencing phase of Dylan Roof's murder trial. The self-proclaimed white supremacist faces the death penalty for killing nine black worshippers at a historically black church in Charleston, South Carolina, about a year and a half ago. Roof is representing himself. He has called no witnesses in his own defense. The U.S. is launching what at least one critic calls a toothless plan to save endangered polar bears. The Fish and Wildlife Service's plan calls for reduced greenhouse gas emissions, but it reportedly does not outline direct U.S. action. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, remains the top box office draw at theaters in the U.S. and Canada. NPR's Trina Williams reports the sci-fi adventure earned just under an estimated $22 million in its fourth weekend of release, barely edging NASA drama Hidden Figures. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. And the Force wills Rogue One to hold the competition at bay, at least for now. The intergalactic saga has a slight lead over hidden figures, which expanded nationwide. They're so close, the results could change when final numbers are released later today. That's John Glenn. What do you ladies do for NASA? Calculate your launch and landing, sir. Engineer. And I'm proud as the devil to be working with you. Hidden Figures tells the true story of women of color working at NASA to help launch the first successful U.S. space mission. Sing drops to number three, Underworld Blood Wars debuts in fourth place, while Golden Globe's multiple winner La La Land climbs to number five. Trina Williams, NPR News. The Dow is off 43. It stands at 19,920. This is NPR. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Cy Sims Foundation, Since 1985, supporting advances in science, education, and the arts towards a better life. More information is available at SciSimsFoundation.org and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, fit at mpbonline.org. And now, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Assistant Professor of Nursing and Nurse Practitioner at UMC. And I'm here with my special guest today, Ariana Beardeman, Registered Dietitian. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us on this cold Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, here. It, yeah, you're here. It's, <laughs> it's chilly out. But today we're going to talk about fad diets. And what is that, Ariana? What is a fad diet? A fad diet is... A diet where people change drastic things in their daily habits, like, um, you know, I was looking it up yesterday, you know, cabbage soup diets, anything that cuts out major nutrients, um, major things that you normally do, um, 
the grapefruit diet is one of them. Adkins is kind of like a fad diet, although you can turn it into a lifestyle. Any of those things where you make those big changes, leaving out a lot of other things, a lot of lists of do's and don'ts, that's your fad diet. Right. I have a, another dietitian friend who says anything that has a name to it, it's the something diet, is a fad diet. Because true, healthy Nutrition is just a lifestyle change. Right. But if you add a name to it, one, they're trying to sell you something or they're trying to be the next big thing. So we are taking your questions about fad diets, what they are, um, why they might not be the best option for you and why they ultimately don't work in the long run. Give us a call at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or shoot me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. So if we don't do fad diets, what should we do? We should be eating well-balanced, well-portioned meals and snacks. Huge fan of snacks. Everyone needs meals and snacks throughout the day. Lots of water. Absolutely. So snacks. Let's talk about those snacks because that is so true. A snack is, tell me what a snack is meant to be. A snack is meant to be a little nourishment in between meals to carry you through to the next meal. And I really promote snacks with everyone because in between those meals, sometimes they get pushed back. And when you get hungry, you get really, really ravenous and you start making really, really bad decisions. So I like snacks to be, you know, about 100, 200 calories. Not that I promote calorie counting, but just to give you a, a good gist of the size, that's that's kind of what a snack should be. Not, you know, a Subway sandwich. People tell me all the time, oh, I got a snack and it was a tuna sandwich and some juice and some crackers. That's more the meal size. You want to cut it back a little bit more crackers and cheese, you know, a little bit smaller. I love how you said that crackers and cheese, because when I'm talking about snacks with folks, I like to tell them to pick up protein mm-hmm. and a carbohydrate together when yes. they snack, because that carbohydrates, what's going to give them that kind of quick energy, that quick rise in blood sugar. So they don't feel quite so ravenous, right. but that protein is going to be what kind of sustains them until the next meal is there. I find people eat a candy bar or something like that, you know, whatever they can get out of the vending machine. And that's that quick sugar. And so they shoot up and they feel great and they run around their office with lots of energy. And, you know, an hour, hour and a half later, they're back be hungry back hungry and back yeah. with that crash from all that sugar. And they're like, oh, okay, got to have a snack again. And so we just kind of keep Mm-hmm. eating all throughout the day and packing on these calories. I like the protein at snacks too, because when you talk to people, when you get to the nitty gritty with people about why they can't cut back, then the number one response I get is, well, I need to feel full. I need to fill up. And most people, when you talk to them, feel full after they eat that protein or that high fat. So if you're telling them to snack on high protein and moderate or healthy fats, at snack times, you still get a little bit of that full feeling and people don't feel so deprived. Right. So let's kind of go through quickly what some proteins are that would be good for snack time. Um, proteins are going to be your legumes, like your nuts, your beans, uh, chicken, pork, turkey, uh, beef, and cheeses kind of fall in that category. And sometimes, you know, you can throw milk in there as well. Yeah. So um, peanut butter would be a great snack yes. item. I like it with a piece of fruit because the fruit gets mm-hmm. me my carbohydrate and some fiber too. Again, that fill me up for a longer period mm-hmm. of time. Um, or cheese and wheat crackers, something yeah. like that. Those are going to be your best bets for kind of common that 
hangry beasts that you get in the <laughs> mid-afternoon hours, you know, around 3 o'clock when you start to get just ugly because you're hungry, um, and, and gives you some good nutrition to keep you full until dinner time. Yeah. So back to these fad diets. So tell me why ultimately a fad diet is not going to be the answer to weight loss. They really do the opposite. When you when you do the fad diets, a lot of times they're so low calorie that yes, you will see the results. You know, the first few days you'll lose the you know five whatever your goal is pounds, and then your body is in that starvation mode. So then when you go back to eating whatever it is that you wanted to, because these are not things that you can maintain and sustain. So when you go back to eating your whatever you were doing before, you're going to pack on the pounds plus the extra because when you go into starvation mode, your body starts to this retraining process where it's going, I don't know when the next time I'm going to eat regularly is. So I'm going to pack on the extra pounds because she's lost her mind. She's going to start starving us. So we got to save that extra energy. So that's why they don't work. And that's why you hear people say they, you gain more weight whenever you go back to whatever you were doing. I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's what I tell my patients all the time. (laughs) I said, when you so calorie restrict yourself, your body thinks the apocalypse has happened and the food has run out and every little bit that you eat, it says, I'm going to store that for later. And so that's why, yeah, you lose, you know, you drop five, 10 pounds to start with, and then you just kind of plateau and you don't lose Mm -hmm. anymore. And that's very, very frustrating. And what I see folks do is they then say, well, I'm going to cut out more More, calories to try and lose more weight and you really you're starving yourself and your body thinks okay at some point the food is going to be completely gone so I'm going to pack it in as much as I can I've even had uh, you know really overweight patients before and they go on these even calorie restricted diets and cannot lose the weight yeah because their body is so used to this up and down this yo-yo situation where the body's like nope we're going to hold on to it right so you mentioned yo-yo dieting. And I definitely want to get to that. But so let's talk about why those fad diets do work initially, because that's their hook. You can lose mm-hmm. 10 pounds in a month. Tell me why that works. Because you do. You're so motivated. You're amped. You're ready. And you go on this super awesome diet after, you know, a day of a thousand calories or 500 calories is, you know, what I've seen sometimes your body is going to lose weight because your body is at first going, okay, well, we're cutting back, we're cutting back. And then after, you know, so many days, that's when you go into starvation mode. Technically, you go into starvation mode after 12 hours. But after a few days of doing that, your body is like, okay, now we need to hold on to all this. Right. And so you mentioned yo-yo dieting and that... Tell me what a yo-yo diet is, because it sounds silly, but it's a real thing. Oh, yes. You you see those people who um, have a friend that juices, and every two months she juices because she loses the weight initially, and then she goes back to doing whatever she was doing, and then she starts juicing again, and then she loses the weight and then goes back to whatever she was doing, and then she just loses the weight, gains the weight, loses the weight, gains the weight. And it doesn't have to be juicing. It can be, you know, Atkins. It can be, and I keep jumping on Atkins. But you can any do of the like, shake diets, yes, that kind of stuff. The lemonade diet, um, any kind of juicing. You can do whatever. Even with personal training, I've seen people work out and like lose the weight, you know, yo-yo exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does that do to our bodies? Why is it so bad for us? Uh, I mean, it's, it's that going back to your body is 
wanting to hold on to all that. It wants homeostasis. That's what your body is built to do. So whenever you lose the weight and you start packing on, you know, four, five, six thousand calories, it's going to say, yay, extra calories. We're going to hold on to this because we can't get rid of it. And then you go back and you lose the, the weight and you will probably not lose as much weight as you did the first time. So then you try harder and then you go back to eating the five or six thousand calories and your body's like, yes, more calories. And so it's just, it does a number on your, not just your waistline, but it does a number on your heart and all of your other organs because you don't just gain weight on the outside, your organs get fatty too. And we, you can't see the damage that it does, but it's there and it's real. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because people often think about weight and fat being what we can see on mm-hmm. the outside. But just like you said, fat, when we don't we don't burn our calories or we consume too many calories and they get stored as fat, not only does it get stored in, you know, in our butt or in our tummy, it gets stored around the organs. Mm-hmm. And we used to just think, oh, well, well, there's some fat around there. You know, maybe it's extra cushioning. But now we know that that tissue is actually releasing hormones and other chemicals, mm-hmm. one that drive our hunger and our cravings and make us crave things, but it's also doing damage, just like you said, to our heart, to our liver, to our kidneys. So it's very important that, you know, we not just look at what we look like on the outside, but you got to worry about what those foods and what Mm -hmm. those diet patterns are doing to you on the inside as well. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this, the old saying, you are what you eat. Right. You know, so (laughs) you can't eat on the outside. That's right. (laughs) So, you know, you know, we're not here to kind of shame anybody. If you've done any of these diets, that's not what this is about. Because if you're looking for a diet, that means you're on the path of wanting to make a healthy change. Anybody who's ever tried a diet at some point has been motivated enough to say, I want to be better. I want to do better. But really the foundation of doing better and being better is just making a better choice than you did before, not these swapping out of whole food groups. That's that's the problem that I have with a lot of these diets is I see people just give up a whole entire yes. food group. Um, I can never, I can't have starch. You know, I can't have carbohydrates. Yeah. And that may work for you for a little while, but then um, a birthday party is going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, your kid's party is going to be there and they're going to have cake and ice cream and you're going to go, I, you know, I can't have that. And after a certain amount of time, that really starts to affect your kind of your mental psyche as well and not being able to participate in these things. And then you break down and have a piece of cake and then you shame yourself. Well, right. I just blew that diet. Now what am I going to do about that? You know, I might as well have some pizza now. And, you know, that's what, that's what I see a lot of folks do is they say, okay, well, I messed up at breakfast, so I'm going to have a hamburger for yeah. lunch and then I'm going to have a whole plate of spaghetti and some garlic bread and yeah, a bottle of wine. Gone. Yeah, the whole day's gone. Yeah. And it's not the case. It's, it's, a, it's a separate event. Every meal is a separate event. Yeah. So, you know, you just do better next time. So um, we do have open lines. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 And uh, ask us anything you want to about fad diets or any of the particular diets that are out there or just how to make a healthy change. We do have a call from David in Mobile. Go ahead, David. Uh, hello. Um, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm calling because uh, you had mentioned that uh, snacking is a, a desirable thing to do. Many years ago, uh, I got the idea that every time you snack, it causes insulin release, and you don't want to have continuous insulin release uh, in your body. And, uh, and at the time, the advice was don't snack too often uh, so you don't 
get insulin released too often. That's one thing. And the other thing is uh, your opinion of the Whole30 uh, diet. Okay. Uh, is that is that a fad diet? Uh, and uh, any comments you might have to about that. And I'm going to get off the phone so I can listen to you on the radio. Thank you so much for your call. And lucky for you, Ariana is a certified diabetes educator, so I know she will have some excellent tips for us about snacking and insulin release. Yes. Um, David, I wish you'd stayed on the phone because I could have asked you like 100,000 questions. I'm on the phone. Oh, oh there he's Yay! Yay! Oh, good. <laughs> um, okay, are you... Are you on insulin or are you just talking about the insulin release in your body? Uh, just the insulin release in my body. I'm not taking insulin. I've been described as being pre-diabetic, and okay. that's why I'm interested in the whole 30 also. Okay. Um, you, it's, it's kind of tricky. You do want to continue to snack because when you... When you eat, yes, your body is going to release insulin, but you want that steady balance. And your body, once it gets used to releasing a certain amount of insulin, is going to release, it's going to be more efficient at it. So Uh you you kind of want to continue snacking. And it helps reduce, like I said before, the amount of carbohydrates that you eat at the next meal. And that's what you don't want. You don't want that huge spike. If you can keep your blood sugar around 100 or 120 all day long instead of 300 in the morning, 400 at lunch, and then like 600 at night, that's not what you want. You want that steady balance throughout the day. And then like whenever you get hungry, whenever that insulin goes down, that's when your body starts releasing all the extra hormones that make you hungry. And that's when you start making really bad decisions. Um, did that kind of answer that question? Yes. Okay. And the Whole30, Whole I'm going to let Josie take that one. So Whole30, you know, again, I said at the beginning, anything that has a name to it can be considered a fad diet. There are things that are good about the Whole30 diet and then things that, you know, I'm not as crazy about. What I don't like is when things tell you, yes, eat these things. No, don't have any of these things. I find that's very hard for people to do for a long period of time. Now, I have a couple of friends who are diehard Whole30, and it works for them, but they've made that their lifestyle, Mm -hmm. not kind of just a jump start to lose a quick, you know, five or 10 pounds and then go back to eating the way they were. Same with the paleo diet. If that, if you're going to be able to sustain that, okay. But if you're not, you know, realistically, are you going to say, well, I'm never going to eat this food group ever again in my life? It's probably not going to be something that works out for you long term. Um, But, you know, Whole30, it can work. It's certainly not the worst one out there um, because you still, you know, it's, it's clean eating for the most part. And, you know, clean eating is what we want everyone to be eating, which are foods that are not, that don't come in packages that haven't been squirted up with extra sugar and extra salt and extra fat to make them taste good and crave them. So, you know, if it's something that you feel like, yes, I could, I could see myself still doing this in 10 years. Absolutely. If it's something that you think, oh, I'm only going to do this for three months. It's not going to be the right thing for you. Did that help, David? Uh, that, that helped a lot. Well, thank yeah. you so much for giving us a call this morning. Well, thank thank you. you. And we still will take your calls when we come back from the break. Give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring one 672 7464 or shoot us an email at fit at
From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. On the next Fit to Eat, I'm going to show you how to make butter bean soup with ham and some other butter bean recipes. Registered dietitian Rebecca Turner will show us how to make a healthier corn dog. We travel to the Wise Family Farm in Pontotoc, Mississippi to see their butter bean harvest, and we have a very special guest, state senator from District 49, Sean Tyndall, to be here and help me put it all together. So join us. Saturday afternoon at 1.30 on MPB TV. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy, healthy and fit on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, fit at mpbonline.org. listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell here with my special guest, Ariana Beardman, registered dietitian, and we're answering all your questions about fad diets and making healthy lifestyle changes to get our new year off to a great jump start. You can give us a call, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or shoot us an email at fit at mpbonline.org. And I did get an email question that was asking about the apple cider vinegar craze that's going on. Everybody I know has a big bottle of apple cider vinegar, and they're just shooting it like medicine. And tell me, what's the deal with apple cider vinegar? Um, I just have to ask why. <laughs> I can't I, imagine that it tastes no, good. because you're supposed to mix it with like water or mm-hmm. tea. And I've accidentally, for, you know, when you clean out your coffee maker, you put vinegar right. in it. And I've accidentally left it in there and I've had coffee with my vinegar. And it's really... Yeah, I did that last weekend. It was uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not tasty. So, I mean, I, I throw that into the fad diet just because if you have to swallow something that gross, uh, I mean, kudos to you. But... You know, the theory is that the apple cider vinegar boosts your metabolism and you're supposed to drink it throughout the day. It'll help curb appetite. Um, You know, yeah, it curbed my appetite when I actually did it because I was like, man, that makes me nauseous. You just didn't want to eat anything after that. Well, I wanted to brush my teeth. Yeah. So, Um, um, yeah, you're absolutely correct. That's what it it pitches is that it um, promotes satiety or that kind of feeling of not being hungry throughout the day i would argue that being well hydrated will do the same thing (laughs) that you know if you just drink um, the appropriate amount of of water during the day without vinegar without vinegar that it will um kind of do the same thing it keeps your belly kind of already halfway stretched out and full and um you know the thirst sensation Mm -hmm. and the hunger sensation are very very similar and sometimes our brain doesn't get it right yeah it mixes them up and so really you're just thirsty when your brain says i'm hungry so you know we're kind of all chronically dehydrated because we're all on the go guzzling coffee like nobody's business which is fine coffee's my spirit animal i love it and i have to have it but you know 
you got to make sure that you're hydrating appropriately with that. And so, you know, we talked about it. It says that it will help with make you feel full. The other things that I've seen it pitched to claim is that it helps with stomach issues. Yes, and that indigestion. It, yeah, indigestion like type stuff. Um, and that it helps with actually blood sugar. And it keeps blood sugar levels um, more even and keeps those big insulin spikes. So, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner, so I had to dig a little bit deeper down into, you know, what the research actually said on that and there are a handful of studies that will that show that yes it can do that in some people and then there are a handful of studies that say no it doesn't work so right now there's not enough evidence for me to say yeah you should do that what i do know is that the acidity level of that vinegar can actually interfere with other medications And so in particular, diabetes medications. So if you're taking medication for your diabetes and then you supplement with this vinegar, it may actually make your medicines not work as well. And ultimately, your blood sugar would be less controlled. Right. Well, a couple of things. I mean, if you there is other than the medication interactions, you know, if you want to drink apple cider vinegar, I mean, you use it to cook with it. I can't sit here and say, don't do it. It is a fat diet. Will it harm you like some of the other things will? Probably not. But on the flip side, I don't know anyone who drinks apple cider vinegar daily and has lost weight even worthy of a discussion. Right. And, you know, when you look at the the data, really, you know, sipping it throughout the day is not good for your teeth. It's actually really bad for the enamel on your teeth. And now we know the link between dental health and, and heart disease. So we want to take good care of our teeth. And the other is that... Um, Really, the the safe dose when you look at it is only one to two tablespoons a day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really sipping it throughout the day is not the answer. Shooting it back undiluted is not the answer. If you just have to have some, then, you know, a tablespoon yeah. and, a, you know, a tea or something like that. And I would sip it through a straw so that it doesn't get on your teeth. Yeah. So, you know, overall, it's not the kind of magic bullet that no. we were all, you know, hope that we're so hopeful for that we're grasping for. And the other thing is, as you mentioned, um, the research on you know, the, the supplements, uh, cinnamon, cinnamon was a big one uh, several years ago with diabetes. And it just, I I also haven't seen that work on anyone. Well, when you look at the sheer amount of cinnamon that you have to consume in order for those types of things to Mm -hmm. work, you know, that's just not feasible. You're not going to get it by sprinkling a little cinnamon on your oatmeal, um, which you should do because it tastes yummy. And that makes the, the sweet tooth curbs, the sweet tooth. And so it satisfies different things for us. But again, it's not this magic solution right. to everything. Now we do have an email. Before we get to that email, I do want to uh, throw out our number again. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Give us a call with your questions about healthy lifestyles and fad diets. Uh, our email is from Natalie and Natalie wants to know, she says, I really wanted to get into doing more cardio, but I get really bored while doing it. Is there any way I can keep myself more motivated while doing cardio. So thank you so much for your question, Natalie, and um, I'll be happy to answer that. Uh, Cardio... Um, for those of you who um, may have a little bit of question about what cardio is, she's talking about cardiovascular exercise, which is the exercise that gets our heart rate up, gets us breathing a little bit faster, and helps us burn calories. And so traditional cardio is things like the treadmill or the elliptical. Whereas weight training and resistance and flexibility are the other portions to a a complete fitness program, the cardio is what you see most people kind of tackling this time of year. Everybody's on the treadmill. And that's fine, but it does tend to get a bit 
boring. So um, look for things that you enjoy that you could do while you're doing cardio. If it's listening to music, pop in uh, your earbuds and uh, pick your favorite song and just rock out. I tend to uh, not care what people think about me, so I will um, dance on the treadmill and just have a good time. I am not a big fan of running, though, um, because I'm kind of always thinking about how far I've gone and how far I still have to go to get to the end. Um, so, um, you know, my personal preference in uh, cardio is uh, Zumba. Zumba is a, a dance fitness uh, type of class. I'm a Zumba instructor, and that's what I teach. And you cannot get bored during a Zumba class. I ju- you just can't um, because it's a party. So that's a good option. There are tons of other ones. Choreorobics is one. Um, I just encourage you to check out your group exercise schedule at your local gyms and pick a buddy, make them go with you, and try it out. Trust me, the first time I went to a Zumba class, I sat in the car and had to give myself a pep talk before I ever went in because you know, I didn't think I could do that. And, you know, now I'm an instructor for that. So find something that you love when you fall in love with your exercise. It won't be exercise anymore. It'll be your release to kind of just be you and uh, take care of yourself. So I hope that helped. If you want more information about Zumba or about any other um, fitness classes, you can shoot me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. And I'll be happy to give you um, some more information about that. We have a call from Melanie on the Gulf Coast, and she has a question about that apple cider vinegar we were talking about. Good morning, Melanie. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. What can we help you with? Well, I was actually just going to kind of add to the apple cider vinegar. I'm a nurse, but I'm also a massage therapist, um, so I have a holistic side of me. Good. And with with the apple cider vinegar, I know that y'all said you don't really know anybody who's done it consistently. Um, I've been drinking it for about 11 years. Wow. Katrina, and I used to actually sell the Bragg's brand mm-hmm. in my massage therapy practice. And the reason that I am, I mean, I... I promote this stuff regularly to all my friends and family, and and it is in the morning when you wake up, if you do the tablespoon to two tablespoons in the water with maybe a little lemon and cinnamon, I always tell people, do that first thing because it gets your organs to wake up. Everything starts doing what it's supposed to do. To me, it's not something that you should sip on, first of all, right. because it doesn't taste good. Right. I mean, <laughs> after, after 11 years, I tell people it doesn't get any better. Every morning when I drink it, you're I still, just, uh, yeah. But the whole thing you were saying with the um, acid in it, but what happens and the reason that, and it's, you know, the particular brand with the mother in it. Right. The, the, the unfiltered brand. Yeah. It's, um, I have recommended it, like I said, for about 11 years, and it's for, you know, the people who, people I know that started on it, they they did lose weight on it, and it did regulate their blood sugars, and I have friends who had psoriasis and eczema, and it totally alleviated these problems, and it's not just with ingesting it, you can put it directly on issues, skin issues. Mm-hmm. My son had some little skin tags after he was born. And I'd put a little cotton ball with it on there. And it and it will burn sometimes. You have to dilute it, put a Band-Aid over it, and they fall off. Um, internally, although it's acidic, it creates a more alkaline environment. So it does help prevent, you know, disease can't live in that. 
And um, it's, I've just seen it do amazing things for people, not being, you know, I'm not a fat diet person. I'm just a preventative, healthy right, lifestyle. Right. You know, eat right, exercise right way because, you know, everybody weighs different. And I know people who are heavy that are much more fit. Than absolutely, others. absolutely. There's this whole phenomenon of the, you know, the uh, skinny, skinny fat, mm-hmm. you know, where you look uh, skinny on the outside, but your you know organs are kind of blanketed with this right. fat. I'm so glad that it's worked for you. What we yeah. want folks to know is, if that's something that you choose, please let your healthcare provider know so that we can make sure that Absolutely. that there's no medicines that are going to, you know, interact with that, right. that we get you on the right plan if that's something that you want to build into your diet. Thank you yeah. so much, Melanie. Yeah. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. You have a blessed day. All right. Y'all too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I do have another email that has come in and asked about breakfast. What is the deal with breakfast and why should we be eating breakfast? Um, breakfast has a lot of benefits. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, the fat, the technical fasting is after 12 hours. So, you know, you should, you should be getting plenty of sleep at night, you know, not eating right before you go to bed. So that's that 12 hours. And so you really do want to start eating breakfast whenever you wake up and you're getting ready to go because it'll help jumpstart your day. It'll help jumpstart. I use that, that, phrase lightly jumpstart your metabolism but it will help get you going give you that energy and it will help you throughout the day make better food choices because you're fueling your body and you're not going to be so ravenous um, at that next meal and I say that my mother does not eat breakfast I have never seen her eat a breakfast meal in her entire life so it, it's, it's kind of that lifestyle thing if you have never eaten breakfast that's not the tip for you I'll, I'll throw that out there um, but breakfast is wonderful I do encourage people to start eating breakfast even if it's you know like a boiled egg or you know toast with some peanut butter on it whatever whatever floats your boat but it's it's wonderful and I, I totally promote breakfast so if you've got less than five minutes in the morning what's the kind of quickest easiest grab and go breakfast you can think of that's going to meet nutritional standards and be good for you five minutes um man i I had i mean i really would want to know what you like to eat it kind of puts me in a tough spot um i mean this morning i made um an uh an egg with spinach and cheese in it um, and I, this is not the safest thing, but I did this this morning. I put it on the stove and I walked away. Oh goodness. Please don't, don't do put that. Stuff on the stove and walk away. Yes. Listeners. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a long breakfast and it was super quick. I made muffins for my kids yesterday so they could have breakfast all week. Um, you know, things That's like my that. breakfast tip is about 30 minutes yeah. on my Sunday afternoon and I can prep my breakfasts for the yeah. week. So I'm a big fan of oatmeal. So I buy the little microwave um, bowls yeah. and I make my own oatmeal packets because I don't like all the, you know, like the prepackaged, the prepackaged ones. ones. If you do, great. Um, but I go ahead and throw my oatmeal in there, put some freeze dried fruit in there and put the yeah. lid on it, put them in the cabinet. They're, they're shelf stable that way. And then in the morning, I just grab one of those. And when okay. I get to work, I throw some hot water in it and yeah. I have my oatmeal. Um, you could do the same thing with parfaits in the um, fridge. Just layer yeah. a little bit of granola, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of yogurt and uh, put those in the fridge Uh, i use a mason jar for that the little tiny mason jars or you mentioned just like your egg you could make those little uh, 
mini frittata type things where yeah. you make them in the muffin tins and um, pop those uh, in the oven on Sunday afternoon. And you can and you make have them, them all a, week long. A big pan and just cut them up and cut them know, up in squares. Whatever, absolutely. You, whatever you want to do. If uh, some people are like, I don't have that kind of time. You know, I just really whatever whatever suits you. Um, you know, toast doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Smear some um, peanut butter yeah. on it and call it a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, boil a whole bunch of eggs on whatever day is good for you. Keep those in the fridge because you can keep those in the and fridge. And those for are a great while. for lunch as well. Yeah. You know, toss them on a salad, something yeah. like that. So I just find a little bit of preparation in advance is really going to yield a better result for you during the week. It's when yes. you don't have any kind of plan at all that yeah. you wind up swinging through the drive-through and get something totally full of salt and sugar and fat and that's that livestock thing that that we keep harping on is it's it's planning it's It's planning it done yeah it's getting it done all right linda in port gibson we have a question from linda about a diet plan good morning linda hi good morning how are you oh i'm okay good what can we help you with i want to talk about a diet plan that i was on in august 2012 okay Yes, I had just come back from uh, Canada, and the next day I I went and met with a um I met with a, a career coach um, concerning my weight. I lost a hundred and I'm sorry, I lost sixty two pounds. Wow! I lost well, basically I was thirty three inches in my stomach. And uh, six inches in my arms, 11 inches in my legs. And have you heard of the ideal protein weight loss? Yes, yes. ma'am, I have. I have a couple of um, colleagues, actually, who have done ideal protein. Yeah, I know some doctors that try that. Yes, I was referred to the ideal uh, protein weight loss system by uh, my uh, GI and uh, I have a heart problem, so he sort of suggested that I needed to lose that weight. And uh, and I've been on a diet, and uh, well, I graduated six months afterwards, and I've been keeping my weight under control of 128 pounds to 132 pounds. Wow, that's fantastic for you. So, you know, ideal protein. Um, is uh, usually under the direction of uh, a healthcare provider. They're the ones who right. prescribe that. Um, because yes. tell me a little bit about Ideal Protein, Ariana. What they do is they take your body, your 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 current weight, and they take what you want to get down to, or what would be a healthy goal for you, and they break up uh, the diet based on how much protein your body needs. Um, which is why the physicians that I that I know that do it do it because it's for their body and it's like I said it's that protein so you do feel full um, and it is based on lean fats so they you know they do promote turkey and chicken and lean cuts of uh, beef and things like that um, I think it also promotes um, whole grains and some other healthy approaches to weight loss management. Yeah, I think it kind of restricts you a little bit more as you start and then you can add some things back in. I will say, um, you know, one of the reasons that I have not pushed it is uh, because of kind of the limits on your ability to be physically active when you kind of first start it because you're mm-hmm. you're restricting your carbohydrates so much that uh to go and then you know run or hop on a treadmill or do you know a fitness class may not be uh the safest thing for you at that point in time because you don't have kind of readily mobilized glucose to keep your body running so that's why um you know i've kind of stayed away from it but i have seen people that it works for and what i'm 
pleased to hear you say is that you've maintained your weight loss. So, you know, that's what it's all about is finding something that you can do for life, um, you know, that you can change your eating patterns for life. The vast majority of people are not able to do that on a diet that restricts a lot of things like ideal protein can tend to do. But I'm so pleased that it worked for you. And it's like you, like Jesse, you mentioned that, you know, you can turn any of these things into a lifestyle. And when you do, that's when you've made the ultimate goal of, of making this what works with your life, not just, you know, 21 days or three months or six months. But when you can maintain it, um, even with the lady about the apple cider vinegar, you know, if you can maintain it, especially for 11 years, I mean, you're, you, you've, you've added that to your lifestyle, whatever works for you. So thank you so much, Linda. And we're so, I'm so proud of you for yeah, losing that that's weight. Great. That's fantastic. And you have thank a great you. day. And you too. Yes, ma'am. All right. Mike and Macomb with a question about almond butter. I love almond butter. Let me hear me it. Hello. Mike? <laughs> yeah. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What can we help uh, you with? My question is, I don't have a weight problem per se, but I discovered almond butter uh, about a year or so ago and I can't get enough of it. And Me too. Can you give me the pros and cons? Will it add pounds to me, or am I, am I in good shape here eating almond butter? Well, that really depends on how much almond butter you're eating. If you eat the whole jar, then we've got <laughs> problems. But, you know, almond butter is a nut butter just like a peanut butter would be. So it has a place in a healthy diet plan. Um, you know, I put it on toast. Um, I even stir a little bit of it into my oatmeal because it's to add protein, and it's going to add a little fat. But it's those healthy fats. And it's a little sweet. Yeah, it is a little um, sweet. It's good. It's got the good, the good healthy fats. It's delicious. Yeah. So you know, if, as long as you're not eating two thousand calories worth of almond butter, yeah, on you top know, of what you normally eat, you know, I'd say one to two tablespoons at a serving. That's probably going to put you somewhere around uh, 190, 200 calories yeah. worth of um, of, a, of a nut butter is appropriate um, at you know at breakfast or at lunch. Uh, I wouldn't do that, you know, three or four times a day. Yeah. But you know, you if that's your poison for breakfast you know i don't have a problem with that just don't you know don't eat the whole thing i buy the little single serve they have little single serve squeeze packs of almond butter and um, i keep those in my gym bag uh, because i find that it's a good post-workout snack for me if i just smear a little bit Mm -hmm. on um, some crackers then that kind of gets me that protein carb push i'm looking for after my workout and if you have the jar, you can just measure it out with the tablespoons and stick Mm -hmm. it in like either a a ziploc bag or any kind of tupperware container Mm -hmm. um That'll work, too. Yeah, so, you know, keep on with your almond butter. Just, you know, be smart with your portion sizes. Okay, and it is delicious. You, you mentioned that uh, you, you eat it after the workout. I find mm-hmm. that it gives me, it seems like, a little extra energy boost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after your workout, um, you know, you really need to have some carbohydrate and some protein within about 30 to 60 minutes of a workout. Because when you've, um, you know, worked out, you've depleted your sugar and you've also you know, kind of made little tiny tears to your muscles um, if you've, you know, been in a, in a strenuous workout. And so you need protein to kind of help rebuild that. So I always have um, a protein rich snack after my workout. Sometimes it's chocolate milk. Chocolate milk is low fat. Um, It's got that little uh, sugar burst and it's got um, the protein in it. So I keep the little uh, single serve chocolate milks um, as well in my bag so that I can pop one of those um, on my way home from uh, from my workout because I'm in mommy mode as soon as I walk in the door, (laughs) you know, so my snack goes out the window with that. So I hope that helped you, Mike. It did. Thanks a lot. You're so welcome. And we have another Mike in Wiggins who has a question about exercise. Good morning, Mike. Hello. Hi. Hi. 
Yes, I wanted to comment on exercise. Sure. Everyone's life situation is different, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm in my 60s, okay? And I have arthritis in one knee, mm-hmm. and my doc- I have high cholesterol. My doctor says I need to exercise. Right. I'm not, I'm not overweight. It's just, well, genetic. <laughs> anyway. I understand. Okay. So I purchased a walker. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I put it in front of my computer. Okay. I have a widescreen computer. And I pull up something like Andy Griffith or something uh-huh. like I love to watch, you know. And I'll watch that while I exercise. Yes. And it's a good way to, well, enjoy, you know, something you like to watch. And plus, you are burning calories. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, I tell people if they've got a home treadmill and they, you know, they what's keeping them off the treadmill is not being able to watch their favorite show, move the treadmill in the living room, yeah. hop on that sucker, get to go in and watch your show. Um, a lot of the gyms now actually offer um, uh, televisions. televisions kind of built into the treadmill. You just got to bring your own earbuds. But it is, that is a great tip is to find something that interests you to keep your, uh, your energy up. And we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, go back to the phone lines for our guests on the phone. And you can send us an email at fit at mpbonline.org or give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring This is Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Hi, I'm Sharita Brent. On In Legal Terms, the focus is always you and your rights. From Miranda rights to civil rights, our legal experts will inform you of your right to do or not to do according to the law. Join us Tuesday mornings at 10 for In Legal Terms on MPV Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy, healthy and fit on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, fit at mpbonline.org. Welcome 
Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell here with my guest, Ariana Beardeman, and we're answering your questions about nutrition and fad diets and what works and what doesn't work. And we have a couple callers uh, still on the line with us. I'm going to go to Evelyn and Jackson, who has a question about oatmeal. Good morning, Evelyn. Hi. I am a type 2 diabetic and like oatmeal in the morning. And um, me, I think one of the important things to say is that, uh, especially as a type 2 diabetic, I do not need to use the fast oatmeal. Right. Yes, ma'am. I use right. the old-fashioned. Yes. And I prefer mine with milk and standing over a stove and watching or, or, or stepping away and doing dishes and then you have your milk flood is just not fun. Okay? <laughs> it does put a cramp in things. I found... At my Kroger a couple of years ago, a rice slow multi cooker, and it has on its menu oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And my husband wakes up earlier than I do, so bless his heart, he makes my oatmeal. He throws in the oatmeal, he throws in the milk, he hits that menu thing, he hits start, done. And then he comes and says, Evelyn, I've set your oatmeal for you. And I know, oh, that's about time for me to start getting up and getting ready. And it takes 25 to 30 minutes in that, but I can go take my shower, do whatever I need to do. And then in, either in the last few minutes or after it's actually finished, throw in a handful of frozen blueberries or, you know, whatever berry I want of the day. And that has really worked for us. Yes, ma'am. It's all about that preparation. Just that mm-hmm. little bit of planning, tossing your ingredients in your slow cooker kind of is able, you're able to meet a healthy breakfast during the week. It's a and great really, tip. And I really like your yogurt parfait idea. I have a son who is in college in Pennsylvania. He's at home right now. And he doesn't like getting up early for breakfast. He doesn't like the hot breakfast and they don't start serving cold breakfast until 10. And so uh, we, he he likes uh, uh he likes yogurt and granola and fruit. It's and one of my favorites. And I just told him, I said, you know, we've got some of those mason jars, and he just went and got seven mason jars so that he could, you know, so he can do it once a week. Now, he's mm-hmm. not overweight. He, you know, he has no issues, so to say. He's 20, what can I say? It's, but, it's the time to start making healthy patterns that are going to last him yeah. into adulthood, though. Um, and yeah, that, and that's great. Say, I talked to him. He said, yeah, on the weekend, I could make six or seven of those. Yeah. And what I do is I get um, some rubber bands and some plastic spoons, and I actually rubber band a plastic spoon to that. That way, all I have to do in the morning is open the door, grab the parfait, and go. I have everything that I need um, uh, for for my snack, for my meal when I get um, to work, because that's where I usually um, wind up eating that. keeps me from going through the drive-thru. So I am so glad that that uh, tip worked out for you, and I love the slow cooker oatmeal idea. I'm going to give that um, uh, a go. I think it would be great when you have family in town as well to kind of have this big uh, cooker full of oatmeal that will be ready for you at the end of the day. So thank you for that, Evelyn. Sounds delicious. Have a great week. You too. All right, we have B in Helena, Arkansas. Good morning, B. Good morning. How are you? I'm just fine. What can we do for you today? I have you ever heard of the cruise control diet? Well, I it, vaguely. So it's not one that I keep just at the forefront, but I know a little bit about it. I know it's got a couple of phases that you go through. One's kind of to jumpstart your weight loss, and then you've got more of a of a plateau on in. Have you been using the cruise control diet? 
I have not. Okay. I was thinking about trying it um, because I need to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. And then my husband is a diabetic, so mm-hmm. I need to cook better. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was just kind of Googling different things, and that came up. Mm-hmm. And it, um, they have uh, recipes online and, um, um, you know, different things that you can use. It's supposed to be easy to mm-hmm. make. Um, and I thought about trying it, but of course it's going to cost something, but right. I wanted to do my little research on it. First. Right. So, you know, I would caution you against anything that promises a very rapid weight loss. Um, okay. Rapid weight loss is not actually what we want for folks. Um, you know, you right. didn't put weight on overnight and it's not healthy to drop it that quickly overnight as well. We want you to kind of lose a p- one to two pounds a week is the healthy um, recommended weight loss. Now, initially you may lose five pounds or so because that's kind of water weight that comes off when mm-hmm. you start mm-hmm. not having things that are so full of salt. Um, but, you know, the the answer to long-term weight loss, you know, doesn't lie in something that you've got to buy something for. It's just um, good portion control and changing, you know, the way that we prep food, that we don't, you know, fry everything. We don't salt everything. Not everything has to have cheese on top of it. Um, I would encourage you to go to our website at mpbonline.org slash Southern Remedy and go to the Healthy Living uh, tab that is there. We have a completely free online uh, nutrition program that you can print right off your computer. It's got recipes in it as well and uh, lots of good tips on how to build a healthy plate. Like I said, it's completely free. There's also an exercise program attached to that if that's something that you're interested in. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. You have a great week. Okay, y'all too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I've been uh, so fortunate to have Ariana Beardman in my uh, in my chair today to answer all your questions about bad diets. Um, I want to kind of leave you with just the top three tips for making a healthy lifestyle change. What do you think those are? Find something that you can maintain. Oh, I was talking to my husband about coming on the show today, and I was telling him, you know, when I talk to patients, what I talk to them about is, and they talk to me about weight loss, my number one question is, what is it that you're willing to change? And then, you know, really think about that. Think about what you're willing to change because it has to be something. The other thing that I ask is what keeps you from making that change? Like the bee that just called in, I, I would kind of want to know, you know, she mentioned that she has to eat better. Well, what's keeping you from eating better? Same thing with anybody who wants to make a change. What is keeping you from that? What's your roadblock? Because that's really that's really what's going to keep you from yo-yoing, and that's what's going to keep you from from making other healthy lifestyle changes. Fantastic. We do have time for one more email, and I got an email from Jeff who was asking about the definitive diet, um, and he says that he knows that probably counts as a fad diet, but he's wondering <laughs> if eating a regular meal only once a day would cause one's body to go into starvation mode that you were talking about. Yeah, um, I, I need a definition of regular. Yeah, it depends um, on how many calories yeah. you're eating in that one meal. Is it 25 calories, or, you know, is, is it... it- 2,500 calories. Right. You know. um, anytime that you eat one meal a day is going to put your body into starvation. That's what gets a lot of people into trouble is they sit down and they eat an entire day's worth of calories in one sitting. And you think that you're going to burn that off, but you're not. Your body can only burn what it needs at that moment and it stores the rest. And so whenever you go into that starvation mode, again, your body is wanting to use those calories. Thank you for that email, Jeff. If you want to know more about it, you shoot me an email at fit at mpb 
www.sweeneyonline.org, and I'll be happy to push you some more information about that. You've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I've been your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Assistant Professor of Nursing and Nurse Practitioner at UMC, with my special guest, Ariana Bierderman, a fantastic registered dietitian. We so enjoyed talking with you today. Give us a call next week as we talk about smoking cessation and tobacco use. See you next week on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Information on how to make good health a family affair is available at bcbsms.com. A significant warm-up expected this week, so by midweek we're going to be incredibly mild with statewide temperatures in the 60s and 70s. So these very cold temperatures will be a thing of the past after today. In Oxford today, lots of sunshine, our high rod around